pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Thanks for joining us on The Mindful Dog. It's the 25th of October 2020 and today you can join us on our um, regular slot with Roman Travers on Magic Talk, the Sunday Cafe. Today we're going to be talking about dog aggression and what your responsibilities as an owner are if your dog is aggressive. Roman Travers, Magic Talk. Always nice to take a dog for a walk and it's always nice to pretend that you've got control over your dog. But you know what? Sometimes you don't and sometimes you need to get an expert to help out. Someone like Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Darren. Good morning, Roman. How are you this morning? Well, that's spooky. It's like you're here with me, but you're not. (laughs) Darren's in our Waikato studio, but it sounds like you're sitting right here on my lap. Yeah, I know. I'm, well, <laughs> what kind of dog would I be? I'm, I'm hoping to come up and see you soon, though. I want to get up back up to Auckland and see you guys again soon. So, Oh, that would be good. It's always nice to catch up with. Hey, by the way, Darren does travel the globe, basically, as much as he can with COVID-19. And, and he's there for you all over the internet, and he can help you get your dog sorted out. Today, we're talking about aggression. Yeah, well, kind of. I, I was going to talk about aggression, but I want to kind of wrap it around that. What, what responsibilities do we have as dog owners? Because I don't think some people realise quite the ramifications. Um, sort of heading on from uh, this week's sort of uh, um, news reports and things like that about what could happen if your dog does something wrong, or if you do something wrong. More, more to the point, really. So. Mm. That was my main sort of like discussion for today, I think. So in terms of that, I know it, you might be alluding to the poor little guinea pig getting a hard mm. time, but that's a dog's instinct. If something chases or, or moves, you want to chase it and grab it and, you know. That's right. I think, I think we've lost touch with why, why we have all these different dogs basically so um, if you were to look back in time not too far away um, we've bred all of these dogs to do various jobs and, and everyone says that dog has to have a job but those jobs that the that we've bred them for through the kennel club and through these sort of like breeding programs is generally to hunt to chase mm. um, to move stock all those kind of thing yeah so so we're breeding those instincts into the dog and what I'm finding um, especially in New Zealand maybe because we've got a lot of rural kind of rural places I'm finding these herding hunting breeds coming into the towns and of course there's always going to be issues if that happens. Mm. And, and you can't, I don't, personally, I don't think you can blame a dog if it sees something run chasing it, if that's not been bred out into um, another behaviour, which very rarely is the case. Yeah. Look, you might have a question for Darren relating to what we're talking about or something totally unrelated mm. but related to your dog. 0800 844 747 is the best number to get Darren right now and get, the, get on the right path. One thing I've seen a lot of, well, actually a lot, up on Mount Eden on my walks is people watching their dogs running away because they're chasing another dog or something and going, Rupert, Rupert! (laughs) And the dog's just ignoring them. You know, some people have absolutely no control. So if you don't, the good place to start would be to keep it on a lead, wouldn't it? Well, that's the thing. And and I think one of the main things that people need to understand um, is that dogs are governed by the law of New Zealand. Okay, and there are many laws out there that actually um, stipulate how your dog should behave and how you should behave around your dog. And I'm just going to read a um, thing. I know I'm not a lawyer, guys, so you can check this out on the community law website if you want to um, uh, find out the full details. Or you can go to my Facebook page because I've got a little link to there at the moment. Um, but it says one of the, I think it's um, the, the Dog Control Act of 1996, it says a dog owner must keep their dog under control at all times. It can be seized by a dog control officer if that's not the case. And, and that's a huge caveat, isn't it, that if your dog is not under control, technically you're in the wrong. Mm. And 
and and like you say, I see dogs out of control all the time. Mm. So the only way you can have your dog in, un, you know, under complete control is on a lead. But then that's not necessarily the case, is it? Because if your dog's barking and screaming at another person on a lead, it's still out of control. Yeah, look, I'm not a dog expert. I've had dogs yeah. all through my <clears> life. But one thing I've always maintained is I'll never trust my dog 100% because it's a, it's a dog. And it's it does dog, have yeah. those instincts. And you can't always promise people that it's not going to bite their children or another dog. So... All right, yep. the number to yep. call now is 0800 844 747. Mike, have you got your dog under control? Uh, yeah, mate. Um, basically, I've got a Kelpie. Yeah. Who, yeah, she's a really, really good dog. She's well-natured. Um, yeah, she's fairly obedient, but she's a Kelpie that's come off a farm um, mm. who basically will, yeah, was no good around the sheep. So we've taken her on and she's... She is a great, great with the kids, great with us. She does listen most of the time, sort of thing. But um, we take her for plenty of walks, plenty of runs. She's up and down the beach and through the river and everything. The only problem we're having is she's obsessed with the cats. Um, and when I say obsessed, I mean, you know, I've had dogs that you've got to, you know, tell them to leave the cats alone, sort of thing. Um, but. The cats aren't interested in her or anything, and they don't run from her or anything, but she just basically is on the point to them constantly whenever she's yeah. around. Um, yeah, so I'm just wondering, is there any, anything yeah. we can do, really, just because it's, it's to the point where it's almost concerning to the, to the dog. She's, um, she's that interested in them. I feel sorry for yeah. her. <laughs> um, th thanks for ringing, Mike. Um, it's one of those things I see when you get an ex-working dog, because if you think about it, they've been bred. I, I recently went to a, um, a sheep dog trial course, and it was really interesting watching the heading dogs working. And um, they've got a real natural instinct. The Kelpie is an amazing um, herder, and they've got a real natural instinct to, and, but it's quite prey-like when they're doing their work. And I guess if you've taken her out of her natural environment, and that's been really reinforced when she was working, it's going to come out in other ways. And, and, and I guess the cat is that is the, the her surrogate sheep i guess um or cow um so so what i would say is that yes you can but definitely enlist a canine behaviorist to help you don't try and do it yourself because if you make a mistake you know where we're going with that one um but i would say that control is really important make sure she's on the lead with that one if you see the cat straight on the lead because if she cues into that predator prey drive she's going to just go straight there because she's trained to do that yeah if mike wanted to teach the one. dog a command or what's what's the best way for mike to teach the dog that this is a no-no well one of the things i would do is if you still know where she's come from in terms of a sheep um the the, the herding um uh, working dog she's probably got a really good stop on her um even though she may not have been great with sheep, she's probably got a really good stop. So try and find out what that keyword, and normally the ones they use are, are, is the word stop. And you might see that she might remember that, and then you can say stop on it, and then the dog's just going to yeah. sort of stop. But, yeah, it's a hard one. She has got a good stop. It's, um, it's just one of those things, like, and, you know, it's not, it's not the be-all and end-all to the situation, you know, like she's a good dog. But, yeah, um, yeah I was just trying to, I've been trying, trying to figure something out just to, help her relax if you know what I mean because she's always been outside and mm. now you know my, my my dearest um allows her to come inside um and she basically is just yeah she's great she's great inside she just wants to you know herd the, the cats constantly 
and yeah, yeah it's um, just that. the other thing the other thing you can look at is um starting to use some sort of uh, tuggy toy play to kind of bring bring a bring that predator prey drive out into something more safe and once it's been expelled then it may not go out towards the cats it's mm. worth having a look at yeah it's, hey it's Mike, tough one. all the best yeah. with that and just Thank remember you, you can get in touch with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs all over the internet websites Facebook pages and remember it's Mindfulness number four dogs Ooh. in there that's so uh, that'll help you find Darren Rowe now let's talk about this five thousand dollar fine or yeah. a, a jail term if you don't get it right with your dog is that right there's all sorts of things, yeah. Um, just jumping on uh, on one of those there. So, so I think the, the probably the most dangerous thing that we've got is where we have the dangerous dogs. The dog attacks a people or, or an animal. But just to put it in perspective, if it attacks a wildlife, okay, so that's our um, native wildlife, then there's a three could be up to a three um, year prison sentence for yourself. Um, if it takes a kiwi out, something like that. So that's got to be uh, worth thinking about controlling your dog. And a $20,000 fine, that's massive, isn't Gee, it? Gee, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so always people would just say, no, it'll be all right, you know, we'll just let the dog run around. Mm. You know, it could be quite disastrous for them, couldn't it? It could indeed. So mm. jump on the phone. If you've got a dog, I can guarantee you there'll be something you'll want to modify, something you'll want to tweak. And Darren Rowe is from Mindfulness for Dogs and can help you when you call 0800 844 747. Back in a moment talking, caring for your dog at home, muzzles, are they good or not? And what to do with dogs on or in moving vehicles. Brian, I hope you're having a fabulous long weekend. And I tell you what, one thing that enjoys a long weekend more than you is your dog. But some people avoid taking their dogs out because they just know they have no control over them. This is the time to get the best advice from Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, 0800 844 747. Muzzles, Darren, good or bad? I think they're amazing. And I um, we train muzzle training from a small puppy. Um, and... The reason we do that is because we want our puppies to get used to the whole concept of something going over their mouth. The younger they are, the better, basically. Because you just never know, do you, when you're going to need to wear a muzzle. And it may not be even your fault. It might be another dog attacks your dog, and then suddenly your dog becomes this crazy animal that wants to attack everything. So get that muzzle training in as early as you possibly can. It's a bit like um, taking an umbrella out. If you've got the training there, you probably never have to use it. But if you don't, you guarantee you're having to then train it when it's a really traumatic experience traumatic time for yourself which is not a good time to train a dog mm. okay and what about i'm just thinking back over the years the dogs i've had were never allowed inside and they spent quite a bit of time in kennels is that kind of like institutionalizing a dog putting it in prison or is it you know um, normal so so i suppose it depends what your definition of a kennel is we our dogs are kennels all day um if we're not in the house but they've got the probably the ritz of the kennels they've got a quite a big area your dog doesn't need a huge area in fact the bigger the area probably the more problems the dog's going to cause um, i'm not a great believer of um keeping a dog in a very small kennel that you see on some of the farms um but i understand why they do that and um so but if you know as a pet dog you could probably give them a bit more space but one thing i wouldn't say is don't give them a whole garden because if you give them a whole garden they're mm-hmm. going to end up trying to control it barking and then you're going to end up having dog control or <laughs> sort of complaining people complaining about dog barking <laughs> people so. are more aware now in moving vehicles of the need to secure a mm. dog because when you stop suddenly of course everything in the car umbrellas dogs handbags goes at the same speed is it what you were going prior to stopping right yeah yeah so um i had a, a really unfortunate experience of uh watching a guy uh, i assume a guy i couldn't see obviously um driving a, a top deck um open top deck ute um, with a dog on the back, not mm. tethered at all. And this dog was, I mean, it was on a public road as well, so it was actually a criminal offence. Um, and he wasn't going slow, she would say. He must have been going about 70, 80. And this poor dog was 
I mean, obviously done it before. An older dog was was balanced, poised. Two seconds now, and he'd have been flying off. It was I couldn't mm. believe it. Um, mm. So you do have to have your dog tethered on a short tether, which I think is pretty cruel anyway, <laughs> and, that's, and that's a law. <laughs> I have seen a very, very talented dog on the back of a truck going, it was an old vintage truck, so going quite slowly over the Rimu Tuckers. This dog was like a professional surfer. It was looking <laughs> through the back window, and when he saw a corner coming up, he would go to the other side and lean into it. and wow. then go. It was so cool to watch. My it's, girls were laughing. They are laughing. so clever dogs, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Alex has a question for us. Hi, guys. I have a very healthy happy six-year-old shih tzu but she appears to be going quite deaf is this normal at this age does hearing loss require a vet visit or is it just something that happens that is could it be a disease or merely premature aging um first of all i'm, I'm not um too aware of the genetic sort of problems with shih tzus that's something you probably want to speak to a breeder about if that's a pre precondition um certainly if uh, if a dog is losing its hearing i will i'll always go and check the vet um or maybe give charlie a ring next week if she's on mm. um possibly what i would do first of all before i take them to vet is i'll just check the ear to see if there's any seeds or anything we're coming into that time aren't we when there's seeds out in the grass and she may well have just got a seed in her ear and that's causing a distress you'd see quite easily because it'd be quite red and, and sort of like blacky stuff mm. I, I think i'm right on that one mm. um so that's probably something i would check but yeah six years old you know, that's what, about 60, is it? 60, 70, something like that. So could well be a bit of hearing loss there. Mm, could okay. just be ignoring you. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Maybe some training. <laughs> maybe. Now, Chris is texting, um, he was listening earlier on, saying, funny how people always say he was such a lovely dog right after he bit some child's yeah. face. And that actually happened to my daughter as a toddler. She was bitten by a very old fox terrier who had just had enough of her following him around all the time. So I guess that's something to be aware of with your dog. <sighs> As they age? Yeah, and, and not even when they're eight. In fact, they're, they're, they're sort of like one to two years older when they're going to do silly things, probably the most. And then when they're much older, they get very even sillier because they get less tolerant. Mm. But um, dogs are very good communicators. They give off all these signals to us. But, of course, we're not dogs, so we don't read them. And a dog doesn't bite into a last resort, basically. So we've told the toddler or, or yourself even that, you know, I don't like this. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. And then we ignore them. And then, of course, the dog's got nothing left and it, it snaps at them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, I don't know, I, I, I love my dogs, they're amazing dogs, but I wouldn't trust them around a kid by themselves. I would always be there, and I think that's what you have to do. They're dogs at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah. They do silly things. So Yeah, yeah, well look, at even, even cats can be pretty menacing. Oh. They get really oh, shitty at times, don't they? I, I love cats, I've got two cats, I'm going to just make sure I say that. But <laughs> did you realise that cats, there's no law no law covering cats so your cat this is this is something i was wondering if a cat came into a property which is allowed to by law there's mm. no way of stopping that one and it attacked your little shih tzu should we say or your little chihuahua and killed it and but or just before that your your cat tried to kill the cat uh, uh, your dog tried to kill the cat sorry and um, the dog's always in the wrong because there's no law governing cats doing anything okay go the cats no it is quite strange if you want to come back on this earth be a cat yeah (laughs) all right 0800 844 747 if you've got questions for darren Rowe. now correct me if i'm wrong but if you see a dog attacking a person you have the right to seize and destroy the dog yeah so if you read and and again hopefully i have the the community law website there is um sort of quoted this so there's a couple of different situations that if a dog is attacking a person um uh, you can destroy it, yeah. That's mad. And if it's attacking livestock, you can destroy it. Um, and it always goes as far as saying if it's a, if it's a danger to a vehicle, you can destroy it. And that's a horrendous thought mm. isn't it, that people could do that. I mean, thankfully, um, I think most people in New Zealand are pretty rational-headed, so they don't go doing that. But, um, yeah, it would be pretty horrendous death for a dog, wouldn't it? Cause yeah. 
It would indeed. Mm. Leslie from Tauranga has texted on 3920, a puppy, it's a Chihuahua Papillon. It's just had its final vaccination. How do you train socialisation due to the size and puppy classes and how often? Has run mm. has the run of the house and it's mischievous. Choose a shoe, bringing outdoors to indoors, leaves under bed, etc. It's written with a few words missing there, Leslie, but we get the general idea. So first of all, I'm going to just say, um, jump on my website um, where it says train with us and go down to the online puppy course that we've got. That will help you complete. There's a few things you've just said there that you need to stop doing and that will really help. You need to have an area, a confined area for your puppy at this age. But more importantly, once they've had their final injections, that's too late for socialization. You've missed the window. Oh. So most most puppy socializations, and I don't think people realize it, or a lot of people realize this, after that first injection, they will be okay to go to a puppy socialization class, and that's when they need to go. As long as they're just around puppies and not around older dogs, then mm. that's okay. Yeah, um, And that's the time between 8 weeks and 20 weeks where they need to have that. Most, peop- most dogs, puppies, will have their final injections around 16 weeks, and you've almost missed the window there. Okay. So, yeah, you've got to jump on that really quickly. All right, still time to have a chat with Darren on 0800 844747. Hey, Jude. Now, now. Hey, Jude. <laughs> Hi, How Jude. are you, Jude? Uh, good, thank you. Uh, the problem with our little, not quite two-year-old, Bichon Fries, uh, he was travelling okay uh, with us in our vehicle till one day on a sealed but very twisty road when he was about eight months old. He started to get anxious and huff. He still loves going in the vehicle, but he huffs all the time. Huffs, not not barks, just like huff, huff. Huff, huff, whatever you call it, yeah. Okay. Um, Is he he harnessed or is he just free running? Well, when that happened, he was in a crate. Okay. Between us. Um, We've tried all sorts. We've tried one of those wee seats. We've tried having him freewheel. The only time he ever stops is if he's got his head out the window, but we cannot have that all the time. No, definitely not. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't have him sort of just free running because that's, that's No, we've tried him just crash, by, yeah. over the last three days. Um, we were uh, holidaying in our, little, in our camper van, which he loves, and uh, we had him in the crate beside us, but it's still the same. Okay. Um, that's a tough, that's a really, I've, I'm a bit lost for words here. Um, I'll tell you what I probably would do, um, is I would go back to, does, does he only ever go in the car when you're moving, when you, you know, when you're going out? Does he ever go in the car normally, just, just because? Oh, he'll jump in the car if the door's open. <laughs> okay, so he's not scared about the car. So, so that's interesting. If he's not scared of the car itself, it's possibly the crate. Or, or possibly the, the Or the position, yeah, or the position in between you. Um, so what you could try and do is you could try and cover that crate over. I think I've said this a few times on the radio. You could try and cover the crate over and see if that's a difference. Um, yep. Because then you can't necessarily see outside. That might be worth a go. The other thing that's springing to my mind is some of these calming pills and things, uh, liquids you can get for dogs when they have travel problems. Um, I can't think of any offhand. But we believe you're... tried natural. We've tried yeah. that. Oh, yeah, you have? Okay. Tried. Yeah. Mm, rescue remedy, um, Jude. Have you tried yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, we have. We tried the rescue remedy and um, something calm. It was an animal product from a uh, mm. natural product. Yeah. Mm. And that hasn't uh, worked. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, um, I'll tell you. Mm, what about playing 101 Dalmatians on a small computer in the car? So it's got something to, you know, I don't know. What would <laughs> I, dogs tell, like? But I, I think that you, would be for us so we didn't hear the happening. <laughs> Jude, if you want to email me your details um, mm. after the show, then I'll have a look, proper think about this one, see if I can contact a few people and get some more advice for you. Um, I think that's Great, probably the best thanks. thing to think about, yeah. Aaron, now what's your email? Oh, I've got... Per- per- 
Perfect timing. Yeah, it's um, mindfulness for dogs and that number four at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, it's the easiest one. Okay, thanks very much. Yeah, best of luck, Jude. That's that's tough when you're Mm. going for a drive, especially around where Jude is in the beautiful part of central Otago. Maybe the dog's just very excited looking at the remarkables, you know. Well, maybe that's the case, It could be too. All right, (laughs) time for a couple more calls. Let's get Dean on. Dean, how is your giant Great Dane? Yep. No, it's a little Steffi. Oh, it's close. Good. Pretty close. <laughs> yep. Close. <laughs> no, she's, all, she's all good. I'm, yeah, g'day. I'm just phoning up. She's um, eight months old, or going on nine months, and um, she's really good with other dogs, really well socialised. Um, we go to the awesome. dog park quite often. Um, and she does have a... Oh, well, she doesn't, but um, there's quite a few smaller dogs there that like to sort of do- try to dominate her. What I'm wanting to know is... Um, when she goes, when she starts to get a bit older, you know, a year, 15, 16 months or so, um, is there things I can do to stop her from reacting back to that? At the moment, she just rolls over and gives up. She's very submissive to, to other dogs. and But being a staffy, I don't want her to uh, start to stand up for herself. And, mm. and um, When, when yeah. you say dom- when you say the other dogs are dominant, what are they actually doing? Um, well, it's, it's most of the time it's the schnauzers. And they'll just um, try oh, to bite her, and yeah. and she'll just roll over, and they'll just go straight through her throat or her stomach or something like yeah. that, you know. That's yeah. all I'd be probably talking to the schnauzer's owners. Um, yeah. That's another. Yeah. That's another story. Um, your your dog's yeah. actually doing the right thing. What she's doing, she's not being. Um, I don't like to use the word dominant and submissive because um, they don't really apply to dogs. But what she's doing, she's yeah. actually calming the dog down. So that dog's coming in quite aggressive, and she's lying on the floor and saying, "Look, chill out, dude. You know, that's not the kind of thing you do for me." So she's actually doing the right thing, and it's not. Don't think of it as a weakness. It's actually a real powerful communication tool that she's using. So I wouldn't yeah. stress too much about is she going to come back at them when she's later. Um, when yep. she gets older because she's actually got the right emotional control and communication skills there um, now cool. which is really good and that's down to the fact that you've socialised her really well so good on you well done more people with staffies need to do that and we won't have issues with staffies not that they're the only dog we have issues with obviously yep. yeah so don't stress yeah. but, but but do get into basic training make sure you know don't think just because you've done the puppy preschools that it's all good get into basic training get that focus on you because then you can always call her back so just keep yeah just, just yeah, keep on just, the I yeah, think you're right. doing what you're doing because it sounds like you're pretty much on the money there. Mm. Yeah, well, the, the first dog she met was a big Newfoundland and um, oh, cool. she just bowed her head and just went along real slow. She was only about yeah. 10 weeks old, 12 weeks old or something. And, yeah. and um, yeah, I just thought that put her on the right path meeting such a yeah, big yeah. dominant dog, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, certainly, like I say, that, that sounds like a good little puppy to me. <laughs> good you know, she's, she's, she's stellar. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah cheers, no worries, team. Mate. Good luck. Yeah, all the very best. Help. Uh, yeah, Darren Rowe's good at helping, he really is. You can jump online and grab him after the show. Just one quick text here, Darren. Our dog, yep. it's a Collie Cross Retriever, nine years old, barks in the car from the minute you turn the key on till we reach our destination, which is Rotorua from Auckland. Barks incessantly. We've tried sedation pills, probably for the dog, not for themselves. Um, no improvement. I wear headphones. I bet you do. What's the answer with that? Oh, my God. It sounds like that's been going on for a few years, I'd imagine. Um Wow. I mean, you can use clicker training to extinguish behaviours. It's a real hard one, especially because that dog is getting so excited. There's probably fear there as well. Mm. Um, oh, that, that would take a while to unpick. Definitely something you'd want a trainer to help you with. But I would, um, 
I would look at clicker training, look at extinguishing behavior, clicking in between the gaps of barking, but it sounds like you probably haven't got many gaps to click in to mm. promote the, the quietness rather than the barking. Oh, it's um, very hard that, to listen to the radio with the doll barking nonstop. But Darren, <laughs> you're in the right region there. You are based in Waikato, so maybe yes. that person could get in touch yeah, definitely. with you. How do yeah. people track you down? Yeah, so you can go to my website. It's um, obviously mindfulnessfordogs.com or you can find me on Facebook. Just search Darren Rowe or Mindfulness for Dogs. You'll find me all at the moment. Darren, <laughs> the place. thank you as always. You're a real friend of the show and thank you so much for your time here. Thank you. Darren Rowe Cheers, from then. Mindfulness for Dogs. Remember, it's a four as in a little number four and when you're searching for him. All right. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.